Ready for some word today? Well, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30 then. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And let's take a moment this morning to pray. I hope you come expecting to get something. If not, you know, while I'm praying, get yourself in faith. All right, put a draw upon the Spirit of God. Say, Lord, I'm here to, to get something from you. Amen. This is not a selfish act. This, is, this helps the atmosphere. It really helps the flow of the Spirit if each and every person will uh, genuinely expect and, and look to the Lord to get understanding and revelation and, uh, and things like that in your life. Okay, let's look to Him. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you now for your presence, for your Holy Spirit who's here. Lord, I don't know much to share, but you know all things. And Lord, I believe that right now there are, are people in here who are seeking your face. They have a desire to know you more, to know your word and your ways. And so I pray right now that there would be a release from heaven of understanding and revelation, truth that makes us free. May each one have eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive to all that you would say, all that you would do. Lord, we're looking to you today. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your blessing on this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, we began a series a few weeks back called I Choose, and we want to get into some more of that again today. And uh, let's read our text here, Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, of course, uh, one of our main focuses while discussing this subject is the very fact that we get to choose. God doesn't choose for us. It's not a matter of fate or predestination or something that I'm just going to go through life and whatever will be, will be. There's nothing I have to do uh, with it. It's just going to happen whether I say yes or no or maybe so. No, in reality, God said you have a choice. It is before you. It's an option. You can have a wonderful, blessed life. You can have life in your life, blessing in your life, or you can have death in your life, cursing in your life. And when you leave this life, you can go whichever way you want. It's, how many know that's, that's up to us? I mean, the Lord has placed before us the ability and the right to choose, and we must make the right choice, all right? It's a multiple choice question with an answer key, but many are still getting it wrong. All right, and many I think they don't know what they're doing fully, but hey, you know it is still in our court. We've got to choose, and if I choose death, if I choose to take steps in my life that that uh, promote death, uh, I can't throw my hands up and say I don't know what's happening here. God, why are you doing this to me? You know why why is my life getting beat up so much? He placed it before you. Okay, now this is not a condemnation type of thing where. It's all your fault. But we also have to remember, it's all your fault. <laughs> but thank God there's answers and there's a way out. Uh, and see, if I'm in trouble today, choices are still on the table. You know what I'm saying? If my heart's still beating and I'm still alive, options are still there. And no matter where I'm at or what I've experienced, I can still choose to get out by choosing life. And so we've been talking about these, these things 
And of course, all these messages are available to you if you'd like to get the series in its entirety. I've heard many testimonies already of how uh, people's lives and thinking has really been changed. And they're starting to uh, really analyze other things that they've heard at prior times in their life and, and judge it by the Word of God. And that, you know that's a sign of maturity. Not that just we just swallow everything and every, even everything that comes out of my mouth. I don't want you to just swallow it and accept it because, you know, maybe you like me. Uh, but analyze. Judge everything by the Word of God. See if what we're saying is true and lines up with other scriptures that are also in the Bible. Okay? Now, now when it comes to our lives, I know many times people struggle with personal issues and habits and things that they've they, they want to be different they want to act different but they find themselves in a pattern of of being a certain way uh, I think sometimes if we break all these th- these things down into the simplicity of choice it can help us to deal with things instead of just an emotional rush I'm just kind of driven to act a certain way and be a certain way I look at my options each day I am choosing I choose when I get up in the morning I choose to shower or not <laughs> I'm making a choice I choose you know sometimes we've all or maybe I'll probably not everybody but a lot of us have you know we we deal with trying to keep our bodies in shape and those type of things and some it's uh, it's almost I don't know the implications almost there like I'm I can't control it it's just I don't know what's happening but if we break it down to a choice I'm going to eat the bag of potato chips or I'm going to eat the apple I'm choosing that if I go out to eat and I look at the menu, I choose, right? And I got to be honest with you that some of the things that I favor the most, when you, if you go in and look at them, because a lot of the stuff you can find on the internet now, they have like 2,500 calories <laughs> in one dish. And they say that's too much. I'm not an expert, but <laughs> they say that's too much for one meal. <laughs> Maybe too much for the whole day, I guess. But I understand it, but literally, I need to recognize that what I do with my life, I choose to do that, all right? And if it seems so complicated, it's really not complicated. We just have options before us, and if I continually choose a certain way, that's going to produce good results. It will for every single one of us, no matter where we were born, how what our age is, no matter what our financial status is, we can choose life in many areas of our lives. And I know sometimes when people are really stuck in a really big rut, maybe they've dug themselves into a big hole, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's something that they feel like they can't get out of by their own, by themselves. They, they, they listen to what I'm teaching, how we choose to be in the spot we're at or we don't, and they think, you know, I've tried to choose different than this. I've tried to quit this habit. I've tried to change my life. I can't do it. I don't want you to discount even for a moment, though, the, your ability to choose something, to choose life. Even a person, if you fit, look at my example, if you imagine yourself in a big hole, you've dug yourself in a big hole and you say, I can't choose to get out. I can hardly even see the top. <laughs> you know, I can't climb my way out. There's nothing I can by myself do to get out of this situation. But you know what you can do? We can choose to get help. There's always an option. Of course, our main help is we call upon the name of the Lord, but he'll oftentimes use people. And I know that sometimes people have gotten themselves into a situation and by themselves, they're in trouble. By themselves, they've dug too deep and they need some help. But it's still a choice we make. I choose to get it. Instead of throwing in the towel, 
man, this has just gotten so bad, I quit. I don't know what else I can do. That's the only time we lose is when we give up. It's when we quit. Even if you've been attacked physically, you know, with disease or, or financially or some area, uh, you haven't lost just because you've been attacked. The battle's not over because you're going through the junk right now and you find yourself under the barrel. Uh, no, everything's still on the table. Amen. You say, I choose life. And I'm still here. <laughs> Listen, the, oh, I believe this. It's like we taught in that previous series. When a person looks to the Lord and they're not making excuses, they're not blaming Him, not blaming other people, they look to the Lord for help, steps are being built right now. All of a sudden, the rope is coming down <laughs> to get you out of the hole. The very moment you say, Lord, help, I need out of here. I've blown it, but I need your help. It might be another person's hand that comes down. Grab it. Don't be like that person that uh, whose boat tipped over. You heard about that guy? Yeah. <laughs> boat tipped over out in the ocean. He's out there. He's too far from land to swim. So he prays. And he says, Lord, help. And he calls out, Lord, save me. And after a little while, a boat comes by. And they said, hey, buddy, you need some help? <laughs> you want out? He said, no, no, God's got me covered on this one. God's going to help me. Another boat came by. Same thing happened. And a helicopter came by, dropped a rope, you know, a little basket for him to crawl in. He said, no, no, the Lord's going to save me. They left. He drowned. Went to heaven. said, Lord, why didn't you help me? And the Lord said, I sent two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> let, let us never uh, look at what seems very natural as not possibly the very divine intervention of God. Because he'll, someone, again, send someone else with the rope to get you out of the pit or a hand that comes down. And it is the Lord helping you. Amen. But in every situation, I believe we have the option, the choice, the right to choose life that God has given us. Look with me over at Ephesians chapter 6. It's often the belief that I can't that keeps many people from choosing life. Don't let that be a normal part of your vocabulary. I can't. Think about, meditate on what you can do. Because any time that God tells us to do something, whether it's in His Word, He speaks to us by the Spirit, do you know that with that command is the ability to perform what He told? What He said for us to do? It's always tied together. It's never, the Lord wants me to be something, to do something, and now I'm on my own. No, no, no. That would be unjust for him to ask me to do something that I couldn't do. But whenever the Lord uh, gives me a direction, instruction in my life, his power, his grace is riding right together with that, enabling me to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't believe we should go to work naturally. We should not be in a marriage and family naturally. We have supernatural help. Listen, the Bible gives some instructions to wives and to husbands about how they're to relate to each other and treat each other. I don't know if you've ever felt that to be a challenge. Probably, if you've been married, you've had some challenges with that. But listen, believe that you're not on your own. That with the direction of God comes the ability of God to perform that task. Yeah. 
And, I, and listen, uh, I know sometimes the Lord will ask us to do things that are outside of our natural ability. But you know what that means? It just means good news. Here comes supernatural stuff. I know the Lord has instructed me to do some things. He has, he has talked to me about this church and about, and about our ministry going forward. He's talked to me about some things he'll do in the future. Honestly, my mind goes, you know, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't see, really see how I can do that. I don't feel like I'm capable. I don't feel like I'm up to the task. But you know what? With the direction comes the empowerment. With the direction when I say, Lord, this is you and we're going to do it together. Amen. And so avoid that, that, that thinking, I can't. Oh, I just can't do that. I've tried. I can't. Stop. Start saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And now Ephesians 6 and, and verse 10 is an example of this. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Do you notice that that's a command? He didn't say be strong if you can. You know, I, I just hope you're strong enough to do this. Uh, no, the Lord commanded us to be strong. Think about that. I know this might be hard to swallow, but if we're weak, we're disobeying Ephesians 6.10. The very fact that he said, be this, means that I can. Now, again, not necessarily just in my own strength, because he said, in the Lord. But I can be strong. If you read the rest of the chapter, it's a different subject for another day. But he showed us how to do that, about putting on the whole armor of God. This is how you can be strong in the Lord. But again, it comes back to me. I have the option of whether I'm going to be that or whether I'm going to say, I'm just weak. Pray for me. No. Be strong. Be strong. God's given you the tools and the equipment to be exactly what he wants you to be. And it's not just by you having a great work ethic or discipline or just being a person who is, you know, uh, just, uh, again, very disciplined in your life. We're literally tapping into something that's outside of ourselves. It's the power of God. Whenever you go to obey a word from God, his ability helps you. I'm thankful for this. Look at another example, Psalm 32. In fact, this is what I want to uh, focus in on today. Psalm chapter 32. See, your thoughts and your feelings are subject to you. You have the power to choose what you will think on and how you will feel. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, I think many times people think, well, you just feel the way you feel. I mean, that just is the way it is. You just got to learn to live with it. Actually, that's not, not correct. Look, look at this scripture for an example, Psalm 32 and 11. 32 verse 11. It says, be glad. What? Be glad if you're in a good mood. Be glad if you got a bonus at work. <laughs> be glad... <laughs> Be glad, where? In the Lord. And rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Notice again, the, the way this is worded is it's a command. You can find a lot of scriptures like this. He, he told us to be glad. 
If anybody's not glad, you're not doing this verse today. Say, but I can't. I just don't feel glad. The scripture didn't ask how we feel. And that wasn't part of my question. How do you feel today? We have a choice whether we are going to rejoice or not. I choose to be mad or glad or sad or bad. Or I choose to be glad. And I don't want to act and live my life as if, well, these things just kind of come. And sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're not. And sometimes things go good, sometimes things don't. No, the Lord wants me to choose each and every day. And what what does he want us to choose? Life and blessing. This is not life and blessing. The sad look. Okay. Go to 1 Corinthians 6 as well. 1 Corinthians 6. And so I choose how, I, how, how, how I'm going to be today. I choose whether I'm going to have a good day or whether I'm going to have a bad day. I know people have gotten in the habit. It's very common for people to express and tell others about their bad day. My day's not going so good. Uh, I want to encourage you, like... When we're finished here, from that point on, stop that. I'll give you a little bit of time here to process. But after that, stop telling people you're having a bad day. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't call anybody. Don't text people. Everything's going down the tubes. No, it's not. Don't allow that to dominate you. I know this is easier to talk about, especially if we're in a good mood. If you're feeling happy today, and it's like, woohoo, yeah. But it's when the feelings are absent that we have a challenge of what we're going to choose. I'm going to choose to be glad. I'm going to choose to be sad. And I don't want to be one of those people that everyone talks about, you know, how you, you never know how they're going to be on any, any given day. I mean, they might be your best friend. They might bite your head off. I mean, you know that person at the office? <laughs> how are they doing today? You might want to go around. <laughs> Why? Because they're dominated by their feelings. They live out of their emotional state of the moment. And as Christians, we're called to live something higher and better. And not only is it, you know, a responsibility, it's a privilege. We know something that allows us to not have bad days. Amen. Don't turn your Mondays over to the devil. Amen. Be the only one with a smile on that morning. TGIM. Thank you, Lord. Or T-G-I-T, or W, or T, or F, or S, or S. (laughs) Right? Whatever the day is, God has placed before us life and death. One of those choices of life is to be glad. Look what Paul said here in, in 1 Corinthians 6, 12. He said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not, what? Helpful, depending on your translation helpful what do you mean all things are lawful well under the new covenant we're not under the law technically speaking a person can do anything you don't lose your salvation because of breaking some law we don't have a law you know i mean jesus gave us the law of love but you know you don't if you're rude you don't you're not unsaved because of that right but listen what he said he said we're free in this covenant thank god we we're not under laws but look He said, not everything helps. In other words, I don't want to be dumb. (laughs) 
I can do anything, but I'm certainly not going to. Because that would not be profitable for me or for anyone else. It will hinder my relationship with God. It's not helping. Look what he went on to say. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I think that's a a phrase to live by. I am not going to be brought under the power of anything. I'm not going to live my life subject to emotional highs and lows. I will not be subject to a depression, to a disease, to any kind of condition. No, I'll not be brought under the power of anything. In Christ I am free and I choose to be that way. The Lord has redeemed my life, given me reason to smile and to rejoice all my days. And I choose to live that way. Yeah, I'm going to know what we think about is up to us. I can put my mind on something negative, or I can say, no, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on what is lovely and good and just, of good report, anything praiseworthy, those things from, from Philippians 4. That's a choice I make. Say amen. Help me out. Notice that language, I will. Paul said, I will not be brought under the power of any. That shows again that we choose. He is making a choice. He is not going to be under the power of sin or, any, or anything that would be legally okay for him to act in. I'm not going to be brought under the power of depression or any kind of negative emotion. So we can't really choose that, can you? What if it's just on you? What if it's like clinical? I believe heavenly is more powerful than clinical. I really do. I don't mean to make light of that. I believe the power of God is stronger than any natural condition that may affect me in a negative way. Because of that, I believe that I can choose this. Now, years ago, I was looking at some material from James Dobson. Many have heard of him. And he was explaining how that uh, our emotions basically are cyclical that just naturally speaking let's set aside the word of God and faith and all these things that your emotions operate on an up and down give me give me my chart here all right that basically lows are followed by highs and highs are followed by lows all right and that's just kind of the natural way that your brain works how many know this can help some people to understand that if you for seemingly no reason are feeling mighty low (laughs) it doesn't mean first of all that there's something wrong with you it doesn't mean you need to panic (gasps) why do I feel this way I I think I need a pill or something (laughs) no (laughs) welcome to the human race you live in an earth suit and while you're bound here to the planet this is part of your system right Okay, but again, up and down. Now, different people are different ways. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you'll see uh, some people's personalities don't have the high peaks and the low valleys. Some of you can relate to that. Uh, while others are quite different, and they're, they're, they'll be on top of the world one day, and the next day they'll be down in the dumps. And it's like when they're up, they're really up. When they're down, they're really down. All right, and maybe you can identify yourself where you you can relate to some to some of that. But I think one thing, no matter what your uh, tendency is toward, to recognize, first of all, if you are in a lower place, 
if you for no reason, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, I've analyzed this in my own self, that I'll be going through my day, and if I don't just really feel the top of my game, I'll try to look at it logically. Why do I feel this way? Hmm, there's no reason. (laughs) Or sometimes, just out of the blue, it's like, I just feel like I'm on the top of the world. I just feel really good. I'm just happy. I'm not giving any effort towards it. It's just, well, I just feel good today. Well, I can, it, what can help me is, first of all, if I'm up there, I'm prepared to know that I'm not staying there in the sense of just the natural flow of my uh, emotions. If I'm feeling uh, worse for no reason, you know, I mean, maybe sometimes people attach reasons to them, but uh, if I'm feeling down, I can know, you know what, right around the corner, guess what's going to happen? Just the fact of how our bodies and emotions work, I'm going to be feeling better. So that can be encouraging, right? Either way, I don't believe that this has to be the definition or the picture of our life. Whether I feel up or down on any particular day doesn't mean I have to be up or down on any particular day. Because the Word of God says the same thing in the dips as it does in the peaks, You always go back and check the word and see if it changed. Well, I woke up today and everything's different. Let me go check the word. Oh, thank God I can still be strong. (laughs) I can still live long. I I can still be happy and glad. I can still rejoice today, even though, you know, maybe my emotions are kind of on the lower end of the scale here. Okay, a choice we make every single day can make uh, the difference in how our day is going to go. You see, emotions are a part of the unrenewed part of the soul and therefore have to be controlled. All right? They must be controlled. And we want to avoid the tendency to let ourselves be run by these things. I'm having a down day. Stop. Does that sound hard? Knock it off. Say, but what am I supposed to do? Smile. Prop the corners of your mouth up. (laughs) You know, draw it on there if you need to. (laughs) Do something. Make a decision that you're not going to yield to negative feelings. And it might be prompted not just by the uh, physiology of your brain. It might be in a response to circumstances around you where things are just blowing up on every side. Okay? Again, we have a choice. Am I going to let that rule me? Am I going to let that be the guiding force in my life? Or am I going to rise up and say, you know what? God's still on the throne. His word is still true. I'm just going to be glad in the Lord today in the midst of this. Yeah. Look with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Here's a good point that, that, that helps us to deal with emotional highs and lows and being dominated by circumstances and feelings is that we should all commit to live by our decisions based on the Word of God. Commit to being a decision person. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to be this way because I decide to. I tell you what, that's God-honoring, especially when it's I'm deciding because I found a verse. All right? Not going to be led by feelings, led by decisions based on the Word. That's the first and foremost uh, principle if we're going to operate this way. I decide. 
I decide what? I'm going to be governed by my decisions. And my decisions are based on God's uh, indestructible, incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God, right? And, uh, and so 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight, right? We walk by faith and not by sight. Sight represents the physical realm. The five physical senses that we have a choice in how we walk, whether we're going to be led around by everything we see and feel, all the positive and negative reports we get, or we're going to be led around by faith or believing that God's word is true, independent of the circumstance and, and any, any other condition. Okay, this is walking by faith. Yeah. A person who is easy to be around Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, they're, they're the same. That's a faith person. It is. So sometimes you can even see some people have gotten a hold of this. They're not even saved yet. But they realize that their emotions are subject to them. That the way their day goes is subject to them. And so they might just call it positive mental attitude or something like that. And and I'm not throwing all that out by any means. But when a person lives by faith, they are looking at what they can't see. They are basing their decisions, their demeanor, how they treat other people on the word, not not on whether their emotions are high or low at the moment or whether they've gotten a good report or a bad report at work. Walking by faith is essential. Now... I know in my experience, whenever I decide to get into faith about something, my whole attitude changes. It really does. If I have a financial need and I go to the Lord in prayer and I pull out the prayer of faith, you know, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, uh, uh, some of those verses like that, and, and I pray about my financial need, the moment I say amen... I'm happy. I have to be. It's kind of required for the prayer to work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't ask the Lord to do something for you and then get up and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, no, you you might as well have not prayed. Right? Every time you get into faith about something, you take a promise, you bring it to the Lord, and you say, I ask you and I thank you in Jesus' name. It's done. All's well. Say, what if you don't feel any different? I force myself to feel different. Why? Because I believe now, if it's a money thing, well, it's coming. If I don't believe that, why did I pray? Don't be just, you know, throwing up a prayer. You know, that's how the world views prayer. It's all chance. Well, you might get it, you might not. The Bible does not teach that at all. That is so full of stinking unbelief, it's not even funny. Don't pray unless you know what you're, you're doing. What do I mean? Find a Bible verse. The Lord told us how to pray. Amen. But whenever I pray, if it's a physical condition, you know, the moment you stand on God's word and trust him for his promise for, for health and healing in your body, it might still, you might still, if you still have pain, that doesn't matter. Your whole demeanor changes. I'm telling you from first personal experience, I know this is the way I am. Moment I get in faith, I know I'm not allowed to be sad. 
Because if I really believe it, hey, oh, happy day. Oh, all's well now. Thank you, Lord. I might have been tragedy before that. It might have been impossible. But the moment I put, I call in the name of the Lord, okay, it's all good now. You want to see things come to pass, you'll, you'll, you'll note that attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. And so we walk by faith and not by sight. Let me encourage you to implement this principle as well. Don't ask yourself how you feel. Tell yourself. Yeah. I heard a story of a, there was a minister years ago named Smith Wigglesworth, who was uh, in a, great, a great man of faith, apostle of faith that God used mightily. And uh, someone went to see him one day, and they came to his door, and he greeted them. He said, and they said something to the effect of, how are you today, or, or how do you feel today? And he very sternly looked back at them and said, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him. I thought, yeah, that's the way we ought to live. Here we, all, here we are all checking to see how we feel. Let me see how I feel today. No, we are in a position of authority in Christ. I'm, this body, this is not me. I'm just hanging out inside. You know, I'm looking out at you through these little windows. Right? When, when this body dies, I live. Come on now, I'm hanging out inside. I'm not going to let it rule me. That's a principle of maturity in the Word of God that we dominate our flesh. We dominate our emotions and our feelings. Those who are led around by just uh, soul desires, you know, emotional desires and all these things, they get themselves in a whole lot of trouble in life. But those who will live principled, by decisions, their body will yelp at them from time to time. Get the cheesecake. Get the <laughs> and cheesecake's good, by the way. <laughs> but your body will tell you to act certain way. Someone will say something to you. Your body will say, "Hit them <laughs> in the nose." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In other words. Revenge, fight back. The, the body has, a, has an, a, uh, an ability to communicate very clearly to us at times. Feed me, take care of me, I like naps, you know, and <laughs> everything natural, it wants to be catered to. And again, it needs fed and needs to sleep sometimes and all those things. But we've got to keep it in control and not be dominated and ruled by circumstances, by feelings. We decide. Each and every day how we're going to feel, how we're going to be. Amen. Can I tell you, if you're having a bad day, I mean this in all love and respect, you're not in faith. That might be a hard pill to swallow, but you're living your life based on those feelings. Now, in my life, I might describe a day in the past and say I had a very bad day and tell you, you know, tell you for illustration about something, but I'm never going to talk to you about that presently or going forward. I'm not going to be, you know, describing my bad day that I'm having. No, I refuse to have it. If things aren't going so well, I believe they're changing. Say, so why do you believe that? That's my choice. I believe that God is at work in me to will and to do of His good pleasure. I believe that there are His promises are effectual even when things are blowing up around me. Amen. Now, when it comes to 
these type of choices, can you see how that it will affect every other part of our lives? Think about the person that is up one day, down the next day. They feel bad or things are going wrong, and so they live their life in the dumps. You think that will affect their relationships? And yet someone said, well, I didn't choose this lousy relationship. Maybe not directly, maybe indirectly you did, because you wrecked it. Do you think it could affect a person's financial status? It really can, because listen, you'll miss out on job opportunities if you're not nice. I mean, who wants to be around a person who's, who's just so up and down, and they're just, you know, you can't count on them, because they're so fleshly, and don't take it personal to this particular day now, they're so fleshly that they oversleep all the time. I know we had time change, you know, but, uh, but you, you know, there are people who can never make it to work on time because they always oversleep and, and they got this and, and it seems like every other day there's some, there's some kind of problem. If it wasn't one thing, well, I got a flat tire. Okay, you know, you, we forgive you for, you know, fine. But then the next day it's something else. And then the next day it's something else. What's the deal here? I mean, something's, something's not right. I understand a flat tire. I guess that could happen to anybody, huh? <laughs> understand anybody could oversleep, but like every other week, you know, to where something is, and people miss out on many areas of life simply because they, be, they start to become circumstance and feeling dominated. And the smallest thing becomes uh, colossal in their lives. The smallest issue becomes tragedy and <gasps> whole life is disrupted. I'm telling you, the reason some are operating in death and cursing, back to our text, is because of little decisions to not rise up and be glad, to be strong, to act on the word of the Lord, to, act, to, to let the Bible guide their, their steps and their uh, order their days. These are choices for life. Amen. Your choice to be here today. I'm telling you. God loves you whether you skip church or not. He just does. It's based on Jesus. But choices to put yourself in a position to hear words of life. Oh, they'll affect your future going forward. Absolutely. And doing it on a consistent and regular basis is a choice for life. And you'll find that blessings will abound through those right decisions that you make. Absolutely, they're connected. Amen, amen. Amen. We know that some, some decisions people make uh, some emotions that people experience, they should be resisted altogether. You know, when you talk about fear and anxiety and pride and those type of things, we need to resist that stuff. And then there are other emotions um, that just need to be controlled. You know, even anger. I mean, you know, people can have a problem with anger. But it's not altogether evil in and of itself. I mean, we should at times be angry with wrongdoing. We should literally uh, be grieved by sinfulness. And I'm angry, you know, I'm upset when people are suffering with disease. I hate it. It's wrong. It's a curse. I despise it. I hate to see people broke. I hate to see kids in, you know, I'm upset about that. I'm upset at the devil. He's a liar, liar. Pants on fire. And I'm going to knock him in the nose every time I get a chance. <laughs> Amen. I'm upset with that. Now, it's righteous. 
But the Bible says be angry and sin not. Remember Ephesians, uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, I think. Be angry and sin not. So even in, in those situations where the emotion is valid and right, uh, we still need to be in charge. Need not, need, need not be overrun by it. You know, parents who, who uh, spank their children in anger, that's dangerous, isn't it? Right, because you can go too far and, and hurt a child. Right? Be, in, be the boss of you. <laughs> be in control of your mind and, and emotions and decide, I'm not having any bad days. I'm not having any down, downers anymore. Doesn't matter what happens around me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. He's my provision all the days. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, thank you today for this time we've had together to study your word. We believe that you're helping us. And I thank you for every encouraging word, every word that has helped us to adjust and to take charge in our lives and to be the people that you've called us to be. I thank you that you are our strength. You're our help. You're our resource all the days. We look to you for everything we need. I thank you, Lord, for your presence, your divine influence upon our minds today. We accept and we receive all words from above. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for those who've come to church that have never been born again, those who are not right with you today. If they were to die today, they wouldn't make heaven.